today. Good to have each one of you here, all of our visitors. I just hope that you have been at home, and I hope the Spirit has spoken into your hearts. Uh, like I said before, we really have a form, uh, but God's form. We want to do what He'd have us to. Amen. Uh, we we love Him. Amen. You want to know what we're about? We're about loving Jesus and loving others. And it is so good to see each one of you here today. Appreciate that, brother. I'm going to read the most familiar scripture in the Bible. The most familiar scripture. You can go ahead and turn there if you know what it is. In the book of John, in the third chapter, and in the 16th verse. And I'm going to preach on familiar ground to you. And I don't want you to turn me out. I want you to turn up and listen closely. Lean in a little bit. If the Lord would just give it to you, just to pay attention. And, and, and maybe the Lord will speak into your heart. I'd even ask you just to ask the Lord, Lord, give me something yeah. from this. It might be easy for you to say, I know that Scripture. I know that Scripture well. And uh, believe me, I've been in this... Uh, a long time. I got saved at a young age. I've heard this scripture. Probably the first one I memorized as a child. Uh, matter of fact, we all went around with probably mostly could quote it. Uh, it's on billboards and bumper stickers. It's everywhere. you got athletes writing it on their face and things like that. Uh, but it says a whole, whole lot. Amen. A whole, whole lot. Amen. And I will try to bring out just a little bit of it if I can. In the third chapter of John, the 16th verse says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, it's going somewhere. It's a scripture that's got an end point. That It starts with a, a cause or reason, and it ends with an end result that Amen. you can have everlasting life. We use a lot of Christian terminology when we... Uh, talk. We use the same words over and over again. And sometimes uh, that can confuse people. When we say we're saved, uh, they may say, well, what are you saved from? You know, right. you, you can use that language to a point that people uh, might miss out. Uh, what it means to be saved, I'm going to put this real simple, what it means to be saved is, is that you get to go to heaven and you get to escape a place called hell. And, and that, that, that means my current direction is headed to hell. And He rescued me from it. Amen. Or saved me from it. That I might not go to that place that I was headed. Uh, and that's what this scripture is talking about. It's talking about salvation. That we could have everlasting life. Right. Yeah. Amen. That's the result. Right. Uh, and it says that in order to get there, that God had to send His Son. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Bible teaches us very clearly that when sin entered into the world, uh, because of our decisions, and and if, if you if that's too hard for you to understand uh, how that occurred, ask yourself the question: Have you ever done something and you knew that it was wrong? Sure. Have you ever made a mistake that you wish you could take back? Have you ever done something that you regretted? If you have, then you know what it means to have sin in your life. And we all could share. We all could tell. I I could tell you things that I've done. And you can tell me things that you've done. So we all understand that sin is a real thing in the day and age which we live. We know it's real in our lives. It has been real since man got here. Adam and Eve entered into sin. And because of sin, the Bible says, 
That death comes. And it's not just any death. It's a death that would separate you from God. It's a death that would last forever and ever. That's the kind of death that he's talking about here. But there had to be a way to escape that. And the Bible teaches us how that happens. That if somebody would just stand in your place, be a substitute, a sacrifice, uh, that then you might escape because that punishment of death must occur. That's right. It must happen, okay? That's right. And so I'm just I want you to understand that this is this is all the preliminary stuff about salvation. Not very preliminary, but it's gonna to get to where we want to be at. Uh, you must have something to stand in your place or else you will die and go to hell. And that's where Jesus comes in. It says that He gave His only begotten Son. In other words, His only Son. Uh, Jesus come and He died on an old rugged cross for you and me and paid that death price that you could not pay in your place so that when you die, uh, you don't have to go there. That's how you get saved. Right. Right? Alright, so that's, that's pretty... I want to just get real basic uh, with salvation and what it means to be saved. Because I have some questions that come from this Scripture uh, that I'd like to ask. Why? Why? Why would God give His Son for you? Why would God do that? Now, don't you think about this. Because I look at me and I think I'm probably not worth not just anybody else's life, but God's only Son's life. Right. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, I, if I look at me and examine Brian, and all he is, as good as I can be, in my very best state, I really wouldn't want Brother Gerald to have to die for me. Right. I, I don't deserve his death. Right. Or anybody else in the room, I don't deserve your death. No. Neither do you deserve somebody else to stand in your place. So why would God send His only Son in my place? Why would He do that for you? Think about that. I read this Scripture and I say, why in the world do we have a John 3.16? Think about it. Why would God allow His Son not only to come to this earth, but to suffer, to be tortured at the hands of men? Right. Uh, to suffer many things before he ever got on an old rugged cross. That's right. Uh, not just, listen, we know about the torture that he went through and how they whipped him and beat him in and, and ways that we can't describe. But he even lived a life before that where man uh, would scorn him, would ridicule him, would run him off. Now, why would God send his son uh, to live that kind of life and die for me and die for you? Why would God extend salvation to you and I. The Bible tells me in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 8, but God commended His love toward us yeah. in that while we were yet sinners, yeah. Christ died for us. Yeah. He died for us when we were just still a bunch of sinners. That's right. You didn't live up to it. You didn't earn it. You didn't get good enough. Wow. He died for you before all that happened. You never could have got there anyway on it. Matter of fact, can I just clear up something for you right now? You cannot live good enough. Amen. I mean, just be honest with yourself. Have you looked at yourself? Come on, man. Hey, man, I'm just going to be honest. I know me. Come on, man. And, and, and right now, things may be going pretty good, but you leave me alone long enough, and, 
I'm going to make a big mistake. I'm going to mess up. If the grace of God don't sweep in and do something with me, I'm telling you, I'm headed for trouble. Uh, We've had some people in here talk about their lives and where they've been. Can I just tell you, that's the way we all are. Right. Right. You won't live a good enough life to get there. No, sir. You'll die and go to hell. That's right. Why would God do such a thing? Why would He even offer salvation to a bunch of sinners? Come on, man. Listen, more than that, why would He offer a place called heaven? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen, think about about what John 3.16 is telling us. It says that God sent His Son to take your place and die on the cross when you didn't deserve it. He did it even though He was a sinner. He did it uh, even though His Son would have to go through many things that He should have never had to went through. And then on top of that, He says you can come to His house and live in a mansion and live perfectly at peace forevermore. Not only did He escape the place called hell, but He puts heaven up here and says, here, you can have heaven. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? The Bible tells me in 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. Why? Why? Don't you know something? We run away from somebody who's chasing after us. That's right. Who's got the best thing to offer. Yeah. And we're running from it. Yep. We're fleeing from it. I don't want that. Don't come. You know, I'm good. Close that door. No, no, no. Don't come to my house. I'm, that's right. Don't, don't. I heard uh, uh, the sister testified about people calling because we were out visiting people. And listen, we're out visiting people because we love them. I, there's no other reason. Uh, while we went out, we went after a bunch of something of this because we love them because Jesus loves them. Yeah. Hey Amen. That, that, that's because He put that in our heart. And she said that people was worried. We was going to come up to their house. Why in the world would you be worried about somebody who loves you? Right. We run from it. So the Scripture tells us the reason. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world. That's right. i tell you why He's done it. Because He loves you. That's right. Amen. Because He loves you. Amen. Because He loves you. When you're unlovable, He loves you. When nobody else would love you, He loves you. When you're doing things that you ought not do, He loves you. When, when you was in the middle of your sin and brokenness, He loves you. When, when you're hurting and you're down and you feel like nobody cares about you, He loves you. When, when you feel like I'm just empty and there's nothing left inside of me, he loves you. Listen, can I tell you this morning that God is trying to get to you because He loves you. Amen. He sent His Son to die for you because He loves you. He gave us the Word of God and put it down. This whole book is a giant love story right. of how much He loves you. Right, right. I'm going to tell you real quickly if I can. I, I, I preached a message similar to this before. And the Lord put it on my heart this morning and I, I just got happy thinking about it just got excited because He loves me. That's right, Brian. The Bible says that before I loved Him, He loved me. Yeah. Uh, when I wasn't looking for Him, He came looking for me. Amen. When I could not go to where He was, He came to where I was. That's right. Can I tell you, that's the way He is with you. This is, this is the best love story of all. 
I'm telling you, this book right here is the best love story of all. Yeah. If you turn to the end of it in the book of Revelations, this is what you're going to find. You're going to find the happily ever after. Every love story, listen to me, every love story starts at a beginning. And hopefully it ends with, a, with two falling in love with one another. And then they're joined together in marriage. And then they live happily ever after. Now, I, I'm a married man, and I can just tell you that most of the time, everything's pretty good at my house. But it ain't always good at my house. Amen? Amen. Right. Amen. She's sitting right there. Right. She gave me tell you. Amen. I'm right. talking about Brian. Right. Amen. And so I'm just saying that it ain't always perfect in this right. life. Right. But what the Bible describes as heaven is a place of perfection. Yeah. I want you to know at the end of this love story, I'm going to go backwards. Y'all just hang with me for just a minute. At the end of this love story, the Bible tells me that we are going to be with Him. Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. If you're saved, <coughs> I don't explain what that means. If you're saved, he says, come to my house. Amen. In other words, when I, uh, when Abby and I got married, we didn't then decide where we're going to live in separate houses. No, we didn't decide that. We didn't say, well, I, you know, I'm glad that we got married, but you live over here and I'll live over here. That's not the way it was. No, 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 no. We made plans, amen. Come on. We made plans that one day we, when we got married, we was going to live together. And we was going to be happy. And there's some things we was going to enjoy together. And there's some things that we was going to get to do together. And there's some things that we, listen, we made some plans. Can I tell you, Jesus said, I go away to prepare the place for you. And there I am, that, that, that you may be also. He said he was coming back for us one day after a while. He take us home to be with you. Listen, there's a happily ever after coming because of this love story. Because he died for you on an old rugged cross. Listen, that's the end of the story. Listen, we're going to live with Him in peace, perfection forever. Yes. There's some things you're going to miss. You're going to escape. You're going to lose brokenness and heartache. You're going to lose the temptations of sin. You're going to lose. Listen, we're going to be free from the old things of this world. All those things yeah. Paul says will pass away. Yeah. And all things will become new. Listen, we're going to go to a place where we've never been before. Yeah, that's right. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a happily ever after. The Bible also tells me before that happily ever after, that there is a wedding. Mm -hmm. The Bible says we the church, that's the saved. Right. not talking about this building or this place. I'm talking about people who are saved in Jesus Christ. We are the body of Christ, the church. And He calls us His bride. Amen. The Bible describes this in the book of Revelation. You turn to the 21st chapter. That's the next to the last chapter. There's 22 chapters in the book of Revelation. The next to the last chapter in the book of the Bible tells about that day. Now let me just say, that's going to be a day. Amen. I can tell you about my wedding. I remember it. There's lots of things in this life I've forgotten. I can't hardly remember last week, just to be honest with you. There's a lot of things. I get older and older, and a lot of, got a lot of things in my hand, a lot of responsibilities with work and things that I do. I forget half the things I probably should remember. But I have not forgotten that day. Right. Yes. I've not forgotten that day. I remember where I stood. I remember what it looked like when she come in the door. Right. Dressed in that white dress. Right. I remember quite well how my heart felt. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Yeah. The Bible says 
That we, the church of God, are the bride of the of Christ. We are His bride. And the Bible says when He returns for us, that He'll return with a shout. You know why? Because He just can't wait to see His bride. Listen, it's the greatest love story. And He's looking forward to that day. The Bible says, No man know the day nor the hour when that day shall come. But the Father who's in heaven is sitting. And there's the Son. Can you imagine that Son sitting there saying, can I go and fetch my bride today? Can I go today, yeah. Father? And he says, not today. There's one more that we got to get in. The, yeah. the one more that's going to make it right, right before this thing ends. The Bible tells me that doesn't look like it's very far off. Right. Listen, there's a date set, and it's coming. They are. And it may be coming faster than you know it. That's right. For you, it may be coming even quicker. Yeah. You don't know how long you're going to live in this world. People die of all ages. Yeah. Car accidents. There's one that happened just down the road. Mm. I believe the young lady and the young man that was killed in that car accident. Mm, yeah. I believe she was 19 years old. Can I just tell you, you do not know right. when your time's going to come. That's right, bro. But it's coming. That's right. Hey, listen, you don't have to agree with everything that we say here. You you could say, preacher, I'm just not sure. I believe y'all. I don't I don't think like y'all think. That's right. I don't act like y'all act. That's right. I, I, I just ain't going to do all those things that you do. Well, let me just say to you, just for a moment, who have you known that's not ever died? Mm -hmm. Amen. Who, who have you known that's lived forever? Who, who have you known that's been here for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years? I don't know anybody that's more than 110 or 20. They might be some in this life that make it that far. Right. But they will die. And you will too. That's right. Now listen, you say, preacher, I just don't know that I believe what you believe. Well, can I tell you, you're taking a great risk. Listen. Because if I'm right and you're wrong, you're going to hell for eternity. Listen. Amen. If, if you're right and I'm wrong, we'll lay in the ground again. Right. Or whatever that's else. It. That's it. Yeah. That's but listen, it. I'm not trying to go on what somebody thinks. I'm not trying to go on what somebody feels Come like. On, brother. I'm going on that the Word of God says it. Amen. It's not been proven wrong over and over again. <laughs> and then when it testifies with the Spirit inside my heart, yes. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that day's a coming. And yes. you will go one way or the other. Amen. <laughs> Before their marriage, though, listen to me. Before the marriage, come on, an engagement. Listen, before the marriage come an engagement. Come on, man. Listen, I, we didn't just decide one day, hey, let's just go down here and get married. I had to ask her. Right. I had to ask her. I remember that day too. And she'll tell you about it. She remembers all the details of it. I can tell you one other day I remember too, the day I got saved, because that's the day that me and the Lord got engaged. Amen. Yeah. Listen, that's what I'm talking about. I'm saying that we entered into an agreement. Right. The marriage is coming, y'all. The Bible says the marriage is coming. That's right. In order for you to get to be in the marriage, you gotta agree to the engagement. Right. You got you gotta get hooked up with the Lord. I don't know how these people do when they say, Well, you know, I've always went to church. And, and, and I feel pretty good, and I love, I trust the Lord, and I love Him. But I don't really ever remember being changed. I don't ever remember a point that salvation come into my life. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you know that He He agreed to it? Right. Well, I'll fix a preach something to somebody. Y'all right. hear me right now? 
This ain't about what you desire or what you want. Listen, in order for her to say yes to me, in order for this sweet, young, blonde-headed girl to say, yes, I'll marry you, I had to ask her. Right. Somebody hear me right now. Listen, you can't just decide I'm a Christian. You can't just decide I'll join the church and that'll be good enough. You can't just decide I'll live good enough and it'll be okay. The Lord has to come your way. He has to knock another way. Heart that's just broken up. And and then you have to say yes. That's pretty easy to understand, I think. You You have to agree. That's right. That's how I know that I'm going to heaven is because I agreed when He knocked on my heart. When He come by my way and He extended that invitation. Listen, I if she'd said no, listen to me, if she'd said no, we wouldn't be getting married afterwards. Right. If she said, let me think about it for another day. Well, what would I have thought about that? Uh-huh. I might have said, I'm going to keep asking her. And then she said, well, let me think about it for another day. And I might come back to her again and say, would you marry me? And she she might say, let me think about it. I'll do it tomorrow. Right. Another day. Right. Come on, man. You know, you know how I'd feel? Come on, man. Do you know how I'd feel? I'd probably think, she must not love me. That's right. She must not care enough about me Come on, to accept the invitation that I'm offering her. That's good preaching. She, she, she must not be interested. You know what I'd probably do? I'd probably quit asking. Mm-hmm. And you would too. Mm-hmm. So how is it any different when the Lord knocks at your heart a hundred times? Right. And then you don't ever move on it. And you don't ever do anything about it. Why do you think it's any different for Him to quit knocking at your heart? Mm-hmm. Amen. He extended the invitation to Amen. you. Amen. Listen. Yeah, listen. I'm telling you right now, you could say another time and it might not ever come again. Amen. That's, that's right. Exactly. That's the Word. That's right. That's the Bible. That's it. Listen, you've got to accept the invitation to the engagement so that you can be at the wedding so when the marriage happens, you can live in the happily ever after. That's Amen. that easy. Amen. Praise the Lord, that's Amen. that easy. Amen. Listen, it wasn't hard for her to say that she would get married to me. Let me tell you why not because I was something special, but because I had pursued her. Right. Listen to me, there was a courtship long before there was ever an engagement. Come on now. Can I tell you that's what Jesus has been doing for you? A courtship has been going on. He's been seeking you. He's been looking for you. He's been reaching out to you. That's what's happening right now. Right. It's as the Lord has pursued you today. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he loves you. Amen. Amen. He loves you. Amen. Listen to me. I, I'm not deserving of that love. I started off and I asked you the question why? Why would God do these things? And I give you the simple answer because he loves you. But that still doesn't make a lot of sense to me because, because the way that man loves, I love you unless. That's right. You hurt my feelings. I love you uh, so far as you don't turn your back on me or, 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 or do bad things. I love you these ways. Well, let me just tell you something. The Bible teaches me that God is love. Yeah. Not that He knows how to love. He is love. He is love. Yeah. And that His love 
is unconditional. Right. In other words, he loves you so much that he's just been pulling and he's just been begging and he's just been pursuing you for all this time. God is in love with you. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. Right. But you're going to have to say yes. You're going to have to say yes. That's right. When he knocks, you're going to have to answer. Or else, you might miss the marriage mm -hmm. and the happily ever after. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells me in Matthew 24, verse 10 says, And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, that's the sin, that's the pleasure of the flesh, that's people choosing what they want to choose. That's right. Listen, the Bible says, the love of many shall wax cold. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. We're in that time. We all are. People saying things that aren't true. They're not in the Word, not in the Bible. You're right. People trying to tickle people's ears, make them feel good about themselves. And more than anything else, man wants to just take care of himself. Yeah. He wants to please this old body and he wants to live a life that gives him that pleasure. But the problem is, is what it's doing is it's taking away your chance to know what real love is. Yeah. It says the love of many shall wax cold. Because you see, when you fall out of love, when the one who loves you the most comes and knocks at your heart, you won't feel enough to say yes. That's right. But the Bible also says in the same Scripture, in the 13th verse, but he that shall endure unto the end, Come on, man. the same shall be saved. That's right. Can I tell you, listen, you, you, need, to, you need to get in there. You need to, when He comes your way and He knocks at your heart, you need to accept it, come to an old-fashioned altar, and listen, listen, you say, well, how do I get saved? Well, well here, here, here's how easy it is. Just like when I proposed and I said, will you marry me? She accepted that. Well, well, what did Jesus do for you? He died, and He rose again to pay for your sins. He says, if you'll come, Listen, if you'll come broken hearted, knowing that you can't do it, knowing that you're not getting there any other way, if you'll come and give your life to Him and accept that invitation, I believe He'll save you. Amen. When He draws, you accept, you He does the work. Amen. He said, well, preacher, do I have to pray a certain prayer? Well, I can tell you this. If my wife had said, yes, I'll marry you, I would have said, I take that. Right. If she said, honey, I'm in love with you, I wouldn't have nobody else. I'd say, yes, I'll take that. If she said, you're the one for me and ain't never going to be another one, I'd say, yes, honey, I'll take that. I'd listen, the words that she used to say yes didn't matter, but her heart did. Right. Listen, that's what's going to take place when you come down to an old-fashioned altar. It's not the words that'll get you saved. It's the heart change that'll get you saved. It's His love getting inside of you that'll get you saved. Now listen to me. I want to say one more thing. I'm going to say this to all the Christians in the house for a minute. If you're lost and undone, I believe the Lord's speaking to you. 
But for the Christians, I want you to know in the time period that we're in right now is the engagement period. The wedding hadn't happened yet. The happily ever after hadn't happened yet. We're in engagement period. Well, let me just preach for just a moment on the engagement period. When we got engaged, there were some things that we had to do. We had to make some preparations. Right? We, she had to go and get the gown. It had to be a white. It had to just fit her. It had to be just right. You know, we had to make plans for uh, what was going to happen on that day and get the right place and, and make sure you had all the decorations and all that thing. There were some preparations, listen, that had to be made. Can I tell you, if you're saved, if you said yes to Jesus, on, but you've been living a life in sin, Come on. listen, that ain't white. That's not something that the Lord's pleased with. And He wants you to get ready so that when that day comes, you might be found faithful. Listen, there's some yeah. work that needs to be done. You can't live at home out in the world or anywhere else and not serve Him and think that you're making preparation That's for that day. That's good preaching. You can't do it. No, sir. You gotta get ready. I'm telling you what. Listen, if that day had come and I didn't order the tuxes, I wouldn't have been ready. Right. Right. If that day had come and I hadn't went and got the marriage license, it wouldn't have happened. Right. If I didn't have the rings ready, it wouldn't have happened. Let me just say to you, if you're saved, I don't mean that you're in halfway ever after. Come on now, brother. That day's coming. Yeah, it is. Good <laughs> preaching. That day's coming. Yeah. Good preaching. But let me just say, yeah. right now, listen, I'm, okay, can I just go ahead and just preach? Preach, I just ahead, preach. Go ahead. Preach. If, if I had asked her to marry me, and then she went to seeing every other fella. Come on now. We're engaged. Yeah. And she went to dating everybody else. Come on, brother. I'm not going to be real happy with that. Right. Can I tell you, the Lord says, I thought you signed up to be on my team. But you're living for the world more right. than you're living for me. Right. I, I'm just not sure what you're representing here. Right. Listen to me. God expects us to present ourselves holy. Yes, He does. Acceptable to Him. Now you're going to do that on your own. You need His help to do that. I've already right. told you that right. if the Lord didn't help me, I'd be a, I'd be as bad a sinner as anybody else. Right. But He will help you. Yes, He will. But you got to be in His house. Be faithful to Him. Yes. You yes. got to be in His words. You got to be in prayer. Yeah. And now, now I'll just go ahead and preach on. If you're going to do this on your own, you're going to be found probably not in the right spot. That's right. Because you need. You need encouragement. You need direction. When when I got engaged, I didn't even know what to do. I was such a young fella and had no clue of what all I needed to do. But there was a, a father in my life who said, "Son, now did you did you, did you did you get that? Did you yeah. did you go down to the court? Where am I supposed to go, Father?" Right. And he said, "Well, if you'll go to the courthouse and go in in, in, the, in the judge's office or in that probate judge's office." He'll get you the right paperwork. Right. I didn't know where to go, but my father told me where to go. Listen, listen to me. I'm going somewhere. Listen, listen. to me. You cannot get to where God wants you to be unless you're listening to the Father. Yeah. And if you listen to the Father, He'll give you the instruction that you need that will get you there Amen. to that day, ready and prepared. Amen. That's good. But you got to be where you're here for the Father. That's right. That's and so we found ourselves probably somewhere where we need not be. <coughs> The Bible says, in Jeremiah 31, 3, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. 
Therefore, with love and kindness, have I drawn you. The Lord's in love with you today. Everything that's happened today has been for you. Everything that's went on has been for you. He has loved you. And He says, from the beginning of time, I have been drawing you. I have been pulling at you. I have been looking for you. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Why would you run from that? Amen. Why would you turn away from that? What else you got that's better than He's offered to you? The Lord loves you today. And He's come pursuing you. Come get a song, brother. We're going to have a time. They're going to sing a song. And if you feel the need to pray, the Lord spoke to your heart today. He's knocked at your heart. Stand with us across the house. and He's knocked at your heart. He's pulling at your heartstrings right now. Listen to me right now.